Hi guys, welcome back to the Earthly Delights podcast. Uh, this one's going to be slightly different, as you may have seen from the image art. Um, we're going to be doing a coronavirus antidote podcast. Maybe it's a series, maybe it's a single episode. Jim, I'm not too sure. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. The, the main thing is to try and uh, keep people somewhat upbeat during these uh, precarious times. Yeah, I think uh, this pandemic has shown there are no rules, so um, <laughs> we're just going to take inspiration from that. And if this goes only one episode, take it as it is. Maybe we're going to do this for the rest of the year. Who knows where we're going to go? Um, I think, obviously, even though this isn't going to be actually solely about coronavirus, that's the whole point. It's the antidote to coronavirus. It would kind of be it'd be negligible, Jim, if we didn't actually um, address it. Don't you think? Fair. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. So, I mean, obviously, I'm living in Madrid, so we're slightly uh, more advanced in our um, journey Lockdown. towards hell. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, started, it's just coming over the horizon. We can just about see the fiery gates. Um, so that's where we are. We've been in lockdown. I've been haven't left my house since last Tuesday. We are currently recording on Thursday. So I am um, nine days stuck at home. Sympathize. Nine days with no fresh air. I took the bin out once, which is a funny story. Um, where, as people may or may not know, in Spain you can't leave the house for unwarranted reasons. So, and if you do, you can potentially get um, a fine, or if they catch you over and over again, maybe even thrown in jail. So, you're not allowed to leave the house basically, unless you're going to go to the supermarket or you're going to go to the hospital. They're the only two valid reasons that you're allowed out into the open. However, there is one loophole, as there is with every single rule, uh, and that means you can take out your garbage. So, Louisa and I normally, obviously, no one likes taking out the garbage. And <laughs> I played my cards pretty bloody well, and normally Louise would take them out. So, pretty proud of that fact. But what's happened is now, taking garbage out has become a luxury. So, as Louisa noticed better than I did, actually. And so, she offered to let me take out the waste... <laughs> And she would take out the recycling, and that way we'd both get to stretch our legs. So I have been out once, guilty as charged, to take out the bin. How was it? Phenomenal. Really <laughs> quite exceptional. Uh, I live on the ground floor, so I don't even have the luxury of going downstairs. I literally just walk straight out of the building, and the bins are a metre from it's not like in england you know you have pathways and long drives and all that shit yeah that doesn't happen in spain so i just step out the door and uh and there's the bin but i uh allowed myself an extra little stretch um and how how was that fresh air I, you, <sighs> emotional you oh, can't man. even just the price of freedom uh like i said i genuinely sympathize with prisoners I have to do my workouts in my room and then my room stinks as shit. So, or I just turn fat. So I've chosen the smelly room. Um, That's basically it. I share a toilet with Louisa. So, you know, there's not, there's really no luxuries going on here. Um, So it's hard times, Jim. It's really, what's the crack? The crack is pretty bloody terrible right now. However, right, I do think that you're going to appreciate fresh air so much more than you did previously. Yeah, you know, like I've told twenty five when, like, by then. <laughs> no, it's um, it got a little squirrely. I reckon squirrely, just a little squirrely. Yeah, thoughts can get squirrely in these times. It's squirrely times for, for sure, for sure. You know, talking of um, 
Squirrely, we've kind of come across this word recently. Uh, okay. Well, I'd come across it maybe about a year ago and I brought it to your attention. Um, I think it's a phenomenal word. I'm not sure how many people know of the word. But do you want to just kind of give them a brief explanation? Yeah, for anybody listening who just has no idea what squirrely means, just enlighten them. Well, well basically, I remember you told me about squirrely, um, yeah, six, nine months ago. And I think I thought I knew what it meant, but I never really interrogated you, or I never really interrogated the word, and I never really heard it um, after. And then. I was listening to a podcast maybe last week. Uh, we will play the clip. And um, within the podcast, within like 20 seconds, the word squirrely was used four or five times. <laughs> and it just, um, it really changed my perspective on the word. Um, since then, I can't get the word out of my head. I feel like I can apply it for so many different scenarios. And I think it would just be, ridiculous for us not to spread this now that now that we have just well now that i personally are like taking them just yeah yeah and and because it just if there's one word that could just perfectly describe the situation because i'll be honest jim i've spoken to a few friends uh, in england huh? and uh sometimes i'm lost for words it's, it's hard to try yeah, to describe yeah, the situation yeah. for sure I think, you know I, I mean i i'm no russell brown i don't have a complete um you know, uh, a hold of the English language. But I think if there is one word which could just very eloquently, uh, uh, you know, and just perfectly... Uh, succinctly. Descri- yes, succinctly describe... Like, I, what I'm not doing, I'm not being succinct. I think if you could just <laughs> use that one word to describe this moment, it would be squirrely. You know, these are squirrely times. They are, yeah, totally squirrely times. Totally squirrely. So, look, with, with that in mind... Um, this might be the piece of work I'm most proud of uh, in my 23 years of living. We have created a little jingle. I'm going to first give it to you um, people without the background music, just so you can really kind of grasp what squirrely means. Let that seep into your skin. Um, really let, you know, become one with squirrely. And then once you've kind of got to grips with the word um, and this life changing moment, then I'll play it with the background music and we can start with the rest of the podcast. Yeah, Jim. Yeah. It's down. All right then that's when I think things get a little squirrely. Yeah. They have gotten squirrely for me. They get squirrely for all of us. Yeah. It's called life, man. Yeah. It's a fucking squirrely, Actually, the squirrely thing. Squirrely. Adjective. One, mildly insane. Two, unpredictable and jumpy, often in a cowardly way. Three, nutty, resembling a squirrel looking for nuts. I read about some squirrely guy who claims he just don't believe in fighting, and I wonder just how long the rest of us can count on being free. So there you have it, folks. There was the uh, <laughs> official explanation. And um, what we're going to do from now is we're going to, instead of having the intro music for the normal podcast, now that we're doing this coronavirus uh, antidote series we'll be using this as the intro and outro just bless your ears bless your day because i think we all need it at this current squirrely time then that's when i think things get a little squirrely yeah it's squirrely for all of us yeah. it's called life man yeah. it's a fucking squirrely thing Squirrely. One, mildly insane. Two, unpredictable and jumpy, often in a cowardly way. Three, nutty, resembling a squirrel looking for nuts. 
I read about some squirrely guy who claims he just don't believe in fighting. And I wonder just how long the rest of us can count on being free. There we go, people. Um, <laughs> Jim. Uh, <laughs> That's Mozart-esque. If that doesn't make it to the number one charts, uh, then there's really no hope for anyone here. What? what yeah, here I'm. I'm. Ha- I'm happy with the work. That's all we can be. And, We're happy with the work. That's and, all. Yeah. All I can say is, look, if that doesn't get the Grammy next year, then what world is this worth? <laughs> I mean, is it really worth living in a world like this where that doesn't get the Grammy? That is up there with any Billie Eilish song you've ever heard. Agreed upon. Also, I'd love to hear people's um, initial reactions to this. This um this word and and whether they are open to using it in the future, particularly during these times, which I personally believe could definitely be described as squirrely. Yeah, yeah, no. So um, look, if you're a patron of the podcast, you know you want to spread the word. Obviously, tell people to actually download the Earthly Lights podcast, but also um, just incorporate squirrely into your daily vocabulary. You know, you've gone. You know, summer's coming soon. You've gone to the ice cream van. Long awaited, you bought your frosty 99p uh, and you drop it. That's squirrely. Uh, <laughs> your friend's telling you a story, you think it might be bullshit, you're not quite sure, but you think you're pretty sure. With every passing word, you're more and more sure. And then you confer with another friend and they confirm your uh, fears that your friend was actually being a nonsense merchant, as my friend Jim would say. Uh, that's squirrely. Uh, the times that we're going to come out of after this, people may be losing their jobs, people may be, you know, economic depression, squirrely times. So squirly really time. squirrely can be used, you know, if someone makes you a cup of tea, put too much milk in, is it really a cup of tea anymore? Squirrely. You know, so it, it just be used for any situation, really. So uh, just try to incorporate into that, into your daily lives, maybe get your parents to say it, your grandparents to say it, make this a generational thing. Um, you know, we're not going to, um, we're not going to, um, what what is that thing where you like put a thing on it so people have to pay you all the time? Like, um, what, uh, uh, what's it called? Pan, 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 there we go. We're not yeah. going to put a pattern on it. You know, we'll do this for the good of the people. So spread Squirly, spread it far and wide, people. Um, but look, that's enough about Squirly. Jim, you, this was kind of your idea, so uh, do you want to take take the reins? Yeah, well, because um, I'm by no means an expert in any of the, the current topics in the news right now, almost all dominated by coronavirus, I thought we could um, talk about maybe a little, a little uh, lighter issues that would also maybe um, help people... Um, Pass through these times with a little, a little, uh, little few, little few more giggles, maybe. Um, the first thing I wanted people to ponder was the fact that yesterday. So <clears throat> I don't know if people know, but I am trying to learn Italian. And uh, yesterday I asked Seb, I was telling Seb how I loved the the use of hands in Italian, and in particular, there's this one thing, there's this one action that Italians use where they kind of scroll their hand underneath their chin and then kind of flick it out with a, with their face kind of a little bit disgusted as well. And aloof. And, <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah, my friend Seb is half Italian. He can speak Italian. But he, I thought he would he would enjoy it. And my friend Jen, Jim is getting um, a little bit ingrained into this culture I'm so familiar with. But then Seb immediately told me that I couldn't use it. No. 
Um, that was hard to take. Peak times, but look, the thing is, um, I know exactly the movement you, you're on about, and you know, you'll have seen footballers do it, guys. It's that one where you've got the four fingers under your chin, under your jaw, and you gradually, with the um, palm <laughs> facing downwards, you gradually yes. bring it forward, and you really extravagantly flick it out while <laughs> your chin and nose are pointed upwards with a face like, I've just smelt a fart. And that's normally, <laughs> it's normally accompanied with a, that's what it's normally accompanied by and when you do that you really know you're in the bad books You've, you, it's squirrely times ahead um, the reason Jim I told you you can't be doing those things as much as I appreciate your interest in them is uh, that is something not necessarily that exact movement but the hand movements in general is a very Latin blooded um, thing and so if I were to ever see you, if I was to ever see you do it, number one, I would imagine you wouldn't be saying Vafankulo in Dublin. So you'd probably have to like say some sort of Dublin thing or just simply tell someone to fuck off, which again would sully it, the whole action. Um, and what if, what if I did it and I only used Italian words after? Look, this is the only way I can explain this, Jim. Um, right. I wasn't too much of a believer in cultural appropriation. Okay. Didn't re- I thought, you know, it's a bit of this woke movement taking things too far. I only understood what they meant when you told me that you might start using this movement. I feel like it is cultural appropriation. Um, I just feel like you can admire it from afar, but don't participate, you know? This is something that is just exclude. That particular movement is exclusively for Italians, as are others. You know, the ones where you kind of um, clasp your two hands in uh, a claw-like position <laughs> and you wiggle the, your wrist back and forth. That's to say, like, kind of like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's that's that movement. Like, what are you telling me? That's why they always say to the, go to the ref if you see it on football and they're always doing that because they're like, what are you saying, ref? Like, why have you given that foul? Okay, that's how it goes. Okay, so when you're using these specific movements, these have been passed down for centuries, you know, and just to have some O'Connell just come along and take these movements, it would just be uh, culturally inappropriate, I think. Okay, okay, but do you do you not accept that culture is a constantly changing thing? And for you to say, hey, no, 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 this is this is this cannot change. We cannot have people from this background using this this beautiful like I just I only want to provide I want I only want to give props to to the whole movement you know it's, it's not you want to honor it yeah that's all I want to do yeah I think the best way to honor it is to stay away from it you know I just it's look it's it's this thing Jim Guinness that is traditionally Irish right if in fact it's so traditionally Irish that if it just crosses over a one-hour ferry and arrives in England all of a sudden it tastes like shit that's how traditionally Irish it is you won't even allow it to travel well yeah yeah. now I've seen some English people uh you know try to culturally appropriate um Guinness and you know I've been to the Holy Land I know what that tastes like I know that creamy liquid I know how it should taste how it should flow down that gullet of yours you taught me what hot tap was what cold tap was then certain pubs there are only specific taps that pour a good Guinness doesn't matter that you're in the same establishment you want that right handed tap Uh, (laughs) I was there when we were in Galway and um, in unison 
people just to set the scene. We're in this, you know, classic, quaint little pub. What you, what you, re- you know, what I think Americans imagine when they think about a, an English pub, which no longer exists. Um, and I was there, uh, and there was this big gruff fellow who was behind the bar, uh, the barman, probably the publican. And anyway, we walk in with Jim and I, Dermo, um, and the names of your other friends escape me. Uh, but anyway, there's at least five other Irishmen with me. And as we all we all ordered a Guinness, we all sat down, we all went to drink it. Obviously, I'm a complete novice. Um, I'm ignorant. I don't really know what the difference is between a good Guinness because I've only drunk Guinness in Dublin. So to me, it's all good. And in unison, these five Irish boys go, top five, top five. And I was like, what are you want about? And they were like all talking about like their list of like the best the best Guinnesses around. Um, so it's that's woven into your culture, right? Now, I have seen English people often mix it with blackcurrant, um, just do ungodly things to it. You know, this is how the sharing of cultures, this is how we ended up with pineapple on pizza, yeah, with chicken on pizza, with gravy bases on pizza. Gravy, I'll repeat that. Gravy bases with fried chicken on pizza yeah if my nan god bless her soul heard of those horror stories she would turn in her grave turn in her grave she would she didn't spend hours slaving over that dough waiting for it needing it for people to put gravy that's not a joke gravy instead of the base tomato base gravy base sweet corn and breaded fried trick chicken yeah that is what happens, Jim, when cultures mix too much. And unfortunately, we've let, we, in Italy, we've been too generous with our cultures. You know, Mr. Seb, are, are you not an example of a beautiful mix of, of the culture? Yeah, but I'm a beautiful Nick mix um, naturally. You know, phys- biologically speaking, I'm a mix. You, my friend, unfortunately or fortunately, however you look at life, are 100% Irish. And so, no, no, but what I, what I mean is, are you not a living embodiment of a good example of there's some, always exceptions some nice culture the, making? There's always exceptions to the rule, Jim. Just and what, why can't my exception be to the rule? It's just not allowed. Look, this is what happens. We let you guys take pizza. You did the gravy and chicken. <laughs> we let you guys have. We let you guys have carbonara. You started putting cream in it. We let you guys. Ha- we, we let you guys have tomato sauce. You started putting onions and carrots and celery in it. Okay, this has got to stop. There can no longer. We let you guys have the words tagliatelle, gnocchi, and what do I hear people saying? Tagliatelle and gnocchi. Okay, this has got to stop. They cannot. We cannot carry this on forever. We've given you too much. Is the actual fact? You know, I've got people telling me, "Oh, is bolognese? Is that an Italian meal?" No, it's not an Italian meal. Okay, and it never would be. And if it were to be, you'd have it with penne. You'd take out the celery, take out the carrots, and it would be called ragu. Like you can talk to your Italian girlfriend; she'll know that that's true. So we've given too much, Jim. And I, for one, have had enough of it. Uh, bollocks to it. This is where I call the stop. And if I start seeing people doing these Italian hand movements, the last thing we've got left it's the last relic of that Italian culture that's still true to us. You know, before we know it, there'll be modifications on these movements yeah okay i mean i mean use it in the wrong context and then what then we've lost everything then what are we anymore she said because i know you so well the intention of bringing this up was never to change your mind or for you to say i know jim i think we'll let you have it it was just more for people to ponder this idea because i think a lot of people will be on my side 
Pagan. Not, not, not that I want to create sides. I don't want to create sides. But I think people could uh, empathize with my really just wanting to to spread spread these beautiful. What I would do is I would spread it in story. You know, tell your friends about this amazing thing. Um, tell them how it's changed okay, your okay. life. But just keep it in stories. You know, let let it pass on. And before you know, it becomes a fable. Before you know, it Disney picks it up. But don't you know? Don't actually use it yourself in person. Just spread the word. I think that's the way to honor that movement and that culture. Okay, I mean, <clears throat> this isn't going away anytime soon in terms of uh, spacing my mind. But I appreciate your feedback on this. No problem. Um. Uh, another thing I thought people would like to hear is um, how much this is how much Seb cares about the future of the podcast. Seb actually had a dream a matter of days ago that he replaced uh, anybody who listens to Joe Rogan podcast. He replaced Jamie. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about this, Seb. Um, so anyone who may know uh, me or yeah, just the, or the reason this podcast even started potentially, who knows subconsciously, is the for the love I have of Joe Rogan, Joseph Rogan, what an incredible man, and his podcast. And those of you who are keen listeners of the Joe Rogan podcast will know that he has young Jane, Jamie, his trusty steed, um, who does all of his internet searches for him, brings up all the good videos when they're talking about them, or even before they're talking about them. Vital role. You know, vi- re- truly vital. You know, he is the pivot. Yep. And I had a lucid dream uh, <laughs> that I somehow, in some way, got called up because young Jamie had fallen ill. Um, it wasn't necessarily coronavirus ill; it was just ill. That's all I knew. He wasn't um, he wasn't available for the podcast, and I had to fill in because Joe Rogan had seen my phenomenal work on the Earthly Lights podcast after eight episodes. And was he, this before or after the um, Squirrely episode? Oh, this is before the Squirrely episode. Okay, and uh, and so he called me up, and I basically had to manage it all. And I was young Jamie basically for a day. But what actually happened was I couldn't actually manage it all, and there were problems. And we had to end up just calling Jamie out, and uh, he eventually came out like all sick and just fixed <laughs> everything that I couldn't fix because I clearly was no replacement. That was quite. Was it the pressure or was it the actual job? Was it the idea that you were in this it was position? Like, it or? was a bit of, it was like a cocktail mix of the both, you know, equal parts. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, so that was, you know, a squirrely way to end a really positive dream. And then a couple of days after that, I actually had a dream that somehow, some way, I was invited on as a guest. This was completely separate. It wasn't after my showing, you know, my dreadful showing. It was uh, a just completely separate pod, a dream, and he invited me on with you actually, and we went on and we were just talking about like what we talked about on Earthy Lights, why we started it, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and just having a, a grand old time with Joe Rogan. And yeah, so that was uh, they're my two dreams. It, that's how this is what happens when you don't prepare. For coronavirus, anyone listening, go get a book, not a book, a multitude of books. Go get board games, go get things that will take 100% concentration because what we didn't have time in Spain to prepare for all of this and now we've been left with uh, whatever the internet will give us, which is basically YouTube and Netflix. And obviously there is a bank of podcasts, so I'm re-listening to podcasts of Joe Rogan's just to get me through the day. And it's probably unhealthy how much... Uh, I'm listening to one specific person every single day. <laughs> that's just facts. When it gets into your okay, dreams, so- then you know you've got a problem. 
so for people listening in the UK and Ireland who have still had the luxury of maybe getting some last bits, what would you say? For the coronavirus? Yes. Uh, get books, get board games, um, don't eat all of your sweets within the first three days because the rest yeah, of the ra- ration them out. Proper ration, but like really ration yeah. those out because I ate them pretty sharpish and uh, been in Strugsville ever since. My new sweet is um, peach iced tea, which to be fair is absolutely bloody phenomenal. But, uh, you know, when you want that milker and you've only got peach iced tea, it's not really a good, uh, yeah, it's tough times. So get mm. ration out. Uh, what else is what else is a good idea? Do exercise some form of exercise, any form of exercise. It can literally just be anything, because you unless you, like your house is enormous and you have to walk to every single room, and it's like a huge fucking I don't know corridor between each room. You're gonna need exercise. Uh, I mean, it doesn't help that my house is about ten meters square. So, I mean, I'm getting. Can I just ask you? Yeah. Go on. When you're uh, when you're in the need of some fresh air, do you just want to just keep the head out, kind of like a dog, literally in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the worst part is because we're a low, the lower floor. Every like basement, like ground level flat, has bars in front of their windows, so I don't even get like a non obscured view. I literally <laughs> kind of almost look like if I sent you a picture now, it look like I'm in a nice, a well situated prison because I have bars across my windows. And I can just see out through the bars. So, for anyone who's seen Shawshank Redemption, not far from it. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Uh, Seb, you should, you should also spread the word of that beautiful moment that happened a few nights ago in your area, you know? Yeah, um, in Spain, basically every night, they've um, started clapping and like hitting their pots and pans outside the windows all at the same time uh and it well it started off as uh as um support for the medical um workers who are kind of helping frontier this terrible problem uh as so it started off as that but then apparently i've heard that since then it's been used to make a uh, like to do like uh, i've only got the spanish word in my head oh christ strikes you know like, not strikes um What's manifestación oh, in Spanish? Where like you go down roads, protest. protest that's it, protest. Um, <laughs> you go down roads. Mate, I could not. I couldn't get it out. Of my, I couldn't get the English word. Um, so they'd be doing that to protest <laughs> against the king, apparently. So I mean, um, what is that? What's the what's that saying? Um, one bird, two stones, or whatever. So what? One bird, two stone, kill two birds with one stone. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Something. Like, so this happens every night, yeah. Every night, every single night. So there's always like there's always um, a clapping or a hitting of pots and pans outside the windows every night, every, all over Spain. So That's I mean, it's quite. It's quite. I'm be honest with you. The first time we did it, it was it was semi emotional because um, you realise that you're actually in a community. You know, I actually think, especially as a mm. foreigner, I, especially as a foreigner, I think I've actually kind of fostered up a fairly decent level of community within my own little street you know I, I talk to the neighbors every now and again i, I talk we always have a joke and a laugh with the hairdresser as i walk past the barbers i feel like i'm quite ingrained into our little community mm-hmm. but i mean even in big in big cities especially but even in little towns 
Uh, it's easy to kind of feel really disassociated with your community, with your little road, with your cul-de-sac, whatever it is, with your block of flats, you know, whoever they are. These are people who probably see you every day anyway, or they live by you, they can affect your life. You know, if you have noisy neighbours, bad neighbours, it can be disastrous. Um, and yet we hardly ever speak to them, we don't even know who they are. And yet it's weird that in this time of, literally it's called isolation, um, in some weird, warped, squirrely way, I feel kind of more connected than ever, which is um, a weird takeaway from this whole coronavirus stuff. And it could could continue, could uh, improve, Mm. could strengthen. That's, I mean, that is the hope, isn't it? I find it funny that, um, you know, we've... uh, we've got into these kind of altered states of consciousness. Um, You know, we're seeing people more. We're appreciating that people are people. We're seeing them as individuals. We're not seeing people as a mass any longer. Um, And all of this came because some motherfucker ate a bat. You know, it really, you couldn't write this script um, that a, an animal so useless, we've banished it to the nighttime. That's how useless that animal is. Uh, and that has caused all of this, both good and bad. It's pretty, pretty phenomenal. So, uh, so yeah. And I don't, I don't think there's a better way to end it. No. So, look, let's just leave it on that for now. <laughs> uh, yeah, beautiful. Squirrely times. Uh, we don't know when we'll be back, guys. Maybe we'll be back tomorrow. Maybe we'll be back in a week. Yeah, if there's demand, maybe we'll do two a day. You know? Yeah, or if we go crazy enough, maybe we'll do five a day just for our own sake. <laughs> and maybe no Maybe we'll just live stream. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll get everyone on this, you know. Um but no, listen guys, um thank you. I wanted to take this chance, which I should have done at the start of the podcast, but I haven't. I'm like an idiot. But I uh, being serious uh, for one second, I do want to um thank everyone who uh, listened to the Tom Swan Living With Cancer podcast uh, and who reached out to either myself or to Tom. Uh, I know there, there were a lot of you. Um, and even if you didn't reach out, but you just listened to it, I mean, that's enough for us. It really was the kind of, um, you know, what the, the, the not backlash, what the, the response was uh, amazing. Uh, we had, I have had so many people who I, and this is not no exaggeration, who I haven't spoken to since I left school six years ago um and even some people who were in my school but i just never ever spoke to them anyway because we just weren't friends or whatever um reach out to me so people who i maybe haven't spoken to for eight years um reach out to me and, and tell me how much they appreciated the that specific episode what we're doing in general and how they're going to share it with um you know with their friends with their family or whoever it may be so i know this is a bit of a waffle but sincerely from the bottom of my heart thank you so much and um We'll be back shortly, yeah? Is there anything you want to say, Jim? No, uh, I just wish everyone the best in these currently squirrely times. And we'll be back soon for sure. We're, we're there. We're all in this together. We're all in this together. Stay inside, kids. Stay inside. We're going to leave you with the best jingle you've ever heard. Then that's when I think things get a little squirrely. Yeah. They have gone squirrely for me. They get squirrely for all of us. Yeah. It's called life, man. Yeah. Fucking squirrely after squirrely thing. Squirrely. Adjective one, mildly insane. Two, unpredictable and jumpy. Jim. Often in a cowardly way. Three, nutty, resembling a squirrel looking for nuts. I read about some squirrely guy who claims he just don't believe in fighting. And I wonder just how long the rest of us can count on being free.